Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. 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 Welcome to You've Championed Yourself. I'm Chris Ferguson, your host. It's been a dream of mine to showcase people who have taken their dreams and ideas and turned it into their reality. As we reach, as we as individuals reach beyond our personal struggles, our pains, our traumas, so many others give up. They lose hope. There are those few who can walk through their obstacles and their challenges, not knowing where it's going to take them. They trust themselves enough not to give up. They do the follow through in their personal life, their career, and in their relationships. This is what I call a champion in life. Today, I have an amazing individual here. His name is Tony Laprino. He is a, um, a coach. He has a lot of interesting things. We're going to talk about health, wellness, all kinds of good stuff. So I'm excited and honored to have him here with me today. Let's welcome Tony. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, you're welcome. Excited you're to be welcome. here. Um, let's, let's, you're in Maine, I'm in Tennessee. What's your backstory? That's a really great, that's a, that's a really great question. And my backstory is how far do you want to go back? <laughs> well, um, just go through that moment where the light bulb went on and you said, this is not me. This is not who I'm going to define myself as and this, and then go on to what I want to become. Sure. Sure. It was, it was in 2017. Uh, and I can picture it. I can picture it like I was, I was just there and it was a, it was a Thursday morning and it was about 6 30 AM and I was outside. I live in a raised, a small neighborhood in a raised ranch house. And I was sitting on the back, back of my house and I was in my work clothes and I was getting ready for the day, but we had a, we had a guy coming to do some work on the, on the, on our house uh, on Friday morning. And it's pretty funny, but he was, he was coming to pump the septic and I was digging to find the, the cover and I couldn't find it. And I was so frustrated. And I remember sitting there on a red cooler leaned up against the back of my home and my my head was in my hands and my 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 elbows against uh, I leaned on my knees and, and I just I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. I was so overwhelmed with where my life was. I was running two six figure businesses alone. My relationship with my wife was struggling. My connection with my kids was not there. And I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Mm. And I, I realized that day that I was heading down a path that I feared the most. And it was the path that my dad had followed. Mm. The same behaviors, the same everything. And that day I made a decision to break the chain of the sedated man. I didn't want to put my kids, my family, through the same pain, the same hurt, the same confusion, the same things that I went through as a kid when my parents split. So it was that day, that Thursday morning in June, 2017, is where I made the decision to shift my life and chart a new path. 
That's I love that. I love that. I'm a child of an alcoholic. I, I get where you're coming from. My father was a miserable alcoholic. He was Native American and they don't have the enzymes in their DNA to break down alcohol. So that's how it, they get so addicted to, to that so fast, faster than most other races on the planet. But I applaud you. I applaud you for recognizing what you were going through. I applaud you for understanding that you were human and you're flawed and that it was okay to be flawed, but how do I fix it? Mm. That was, that was, that was the question. Now what? Mm. (laughs) Now what? I had known that even making that decision was a huge decision. And I knew, I knew there was something more. There was something more for me and I just didn't know what it was and I didn't know how to get it. Um, But it was a decision to just, know that, listen, my life isn't working and this is not what I want. And I know there's more for me. Now it's time to go find it. So what did you do? I went searching. (laughs) (laughs) I went searching for answers. That's a great answer. But what did you find? Where did you find it? Sure. It was, um, it, it actually started just prior to that, it was, it was a couple months before that a friend of mine, um, gave me this gift in passing and it was a book called warrior book. And I looked, I looked it up, I picked it up, I sat down and I started reading it. And as soon as I opened this book and I began reading, my heart instantly sank to the pit of my stomach. This book really opened my eyes to the truth. It, it opened my eyes to the truth and it awakened me to the fact that I was heading down a road that I feared the most. Like I said, the path that my dad had followed, the same behaviors, the same everything. Again, my marriage was on the, the brink of separation. She hated me at the time. I had no connection with my kids and there was no way on earth that I was going to put my kids through this. So it was that book. It was that book that said, it's time to wake up. It's, mm. it's time to take a look in the mirror. It's time to face the facts. Stop lying and tell the truth that your life is not working. It's not, it's not working. So it was, it was a challenge to defy my own reality and to really challenge the reasons why I felt the way that I felt, why I was thinking the way that I was thinking, why I felt so disconnected, so empowered in my marriage and my business. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was that, it was really that book. It was that moment in that book that, that, that I sat down and I read. And that's when I I started again, I went on this journey. It was a, it was a self-discovery really. And so I started following this, started following this group, started paying attention. And it really was, that was one of the defying moments. The second one was something that I fell on and it relates to this journey of health and and wellness is it it was around the same time. It it came around, um, September, 2017, some friends of mine, uh, here locally at a gym, they said to me, they're like, let's do this Ironman triathlon thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? I can't do that. Like I was a gymmer. I went to the gym a couple days a week and it was, that was it. Like I just didn't to say that you went just to say that I went honestly, what it was, <laughs> honestly, what it was is I was going through the motions. So on Friday night, I could go out to eat and drink whatever I wanted to. Saturday, I could have takeout. Sunday, I could have football, food, and drink some more beers, and then start again on Monday. <laughs> so that's really what it was. Um, so this triathlon thing was like ridiculous. Like, 
this half Iron Man, if you're not familiar with it, what it really what it is is it's a it's a one point two mile swim in in the ocean. And it was in the ocean for this one. And it was um, 56 miles on the bike. And then you run a half marathon, 13.1. This was like half an Ironman. So at the point in time when they said, let's do this, something hit me and said, you know what? Why not? Let's give it a, let's give it a shot and see what happens. I couldn't swim. I didn't know how to swim. Okay. <laughs> Flopping around in a pool or a lake as a kid doesn't equate to swimming. And then... I didn't even own a bike. I hadn't been on a bike since I was 15 years old and I couldn't run more than three miles without feeling like death was coming. So this really was a really smart idea. Okay. (laughs) So I signed up for it and began training and along the training, the thing that the, the biggest problem was is my lifestyle didn't change. Like I thought I could just out train a poor, a poor diet, an addiction, and then I could continue my life just the way it was and just out train it. It wasn't happening. Like everything was up and down and like it was miserable. So in March I had come across, um, I come across a, a, a post from a woman that I had followed uh, from a radio show and it, it was something about upgrade your diet or something like that. So I got, I jumped on an interview with her and she was telling me about her program and it was what I needed. It was, it was what I needed not from a health standpoint, but from a, cl- a clarity and a cleansing standpoint, like my body needed to transform. Mm-hmm. So at the time I, I jumped in on it it was like, okay, let's, let's do this. And it was an extreme program. It was a, it was a eight week program where it was, um, uh, eating nothing but raw foods for, mm-hmm. for 12 weeks or eight weeks. So at the time I was about 175, 180 pounds and I was still training and I did this program and I went all in on it. I quit drinking, I quit smoking weed, stopped eating junk food and I went raw for, for about eight weeks and I dropped down to 155, 150 pounds in those eight weeks and I've never felt so good. <laughs> I, I, like my whole life changed and I fell upon it. Like I wasn't searching for that, but that was the catalyst that opened the doors for all the other pillars inside of my life, the spiritual connection mm-hmm. inside of, inside of my fitness, inside of my family and all these other things that, that I focus on. So that those two big things were, were the transformation. I love that. I love that being one that I've always been an athlete all my life. Um, as a young kid, I got into swimming because um, it was a way of getting rid of my anger mm. And I became a competitive swimmer and I went to the junior Olympics in the state of Colorado in 1974. Wow. And I took it in my age group, but I was so young. And even if I, even though that I took it in my age group, the final event was everybody against everybody, regardless of the age or size or abilities. It was the heat, the last Mm -hmm. heat. And I was, I came in second competing against a girl named Sharon Gould. She ended up going to the Olympics. But the caveat here was I was a kid in an orphanage. Oh, wow. And so th- the anger I had was being in the orphanage, living that life and not understanding it. But it was a way that I could take out my anger because I became non-auditorial. I just wouldn't talk. I did, had nothing to say to anybody. Mm-hmm. If you pissed me off, you had a world of hell to deal with. It was over. So yeah. it's, I understand it. 
Um, and as I grew older, um, I stayed, I became a weightlifter because I knew I had to get strong. Mm. And in my law enforcement career, I was bench pressing 200 pounds at 175 pounds because I was working gangs on the streets. Yeah. And you have to break up gang fights with guys that are weighing two, 250, 300 pounds, but you still have to have everybody's back and, and be able to stay safe. Wow. So I had no neck. <laughs> I had no ability, no ability. You know, I mean, I couldn't reach back. You know how you, how you get sure. there. You can't reach back and scratch the back of your head. You can't do it. You just can't. Yeah. And it's because your muscles are constricted so much so from the weightlifting. And so I told my husband, I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to go into the schools and and work in this this alternative school. And I was there for 15 years. It was one of the hardest jobs I ever had to do, but it was one of the most rewarding because here's a kid from so far behind the tracks, couldn't even find the tracks to get on the tracks to to find out how to get past the tracks. And I'm dealing with kids who have no support, no structure, and they're punting in life. Hmm. And it's right where I needed to be because it was it, it helped me find my calling to help and show people. They never knew. None of them ever knew that that's where I came from. But I was that key person in helping them become their best version of themselves and graduate high school. That's amazing. So, yes. So when you tell your story, I resonate with it because I'm one of 11 children. Mm. And yeah. it's all about choices. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom and quit accepting our bad behaviors and denying them. And I love that in your story that one, as a male, you admit it Two, that you own it. And three, you got past it. Yeah. It's uh... those are the hardest steps and it's not just male, it's female too, but a lot of guys stay in their ego. There and it is. I, and that was my next question. How did you get past that point? What was the what was the pushing factor that said, you know what, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be soft. It's okay to be raw and real. Um, I don't know if it was a particular a particular moment, but I, I I knew that I knew that I had to go that to that place. I, I just I just knew that it wasn't who I was. Like I was I was it was more difficult to put on the mask. It was more difficult to pretend that my life was working. It was more difficult to, to show up every single day and put that, uh, put that barrier up and not let anybody into my world uh, because that wasn't working. Like that's, that wasn't working at all. And as guys, like we're not, we're not taught to share your emotions. <laughs> You're not. It's a, it's a disservice we've done to the men of our world. It sure. is. Sure, absolutely, and it's 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 not that it's not masculine to do that. You're you're weak if you do that. You're supposed to just you're supposed to just keep your head down, shut your mouth, go out and make as much money as you possibly can, and figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's, That's not way. living. That's not it even thriving. That's just existing. It's totally right. Totally right. And it was it. It was more of a becoming real and telling the truth to myself. Mm. I didn't know the man who was looking back at me in the mirror. It was a lie. Like I was living a complete lie. Okay. And I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Let's change this around one second here. I want you to take a deep breath in. 
I want you to hold it and I want you to reach into your five-year-old inner child and listen to what that five-year-old inner child is telling you today about who you are today. That five-year-old child is so relieved that he's back and that he's able to be himself. And he's proud you didn't give up. For sure. Absolutely, 100%. Because that five-year-old child has gone through a lot of pain and a mm -hmm. lot of hurt. And right from a, right from a very young age. Mm. But he wouldn't change it for anything. Because I, he had to go through what he went through in order to be who he is today. See, I believe that too, even though I grew up in an orphanage. It was my, it became my foundation. It became my empowerment. It became how I decided to change my life. And one of the things I did was much like yours. It, I had, let's back this up. I had a near death experience when I was four. So I had these real imaginary friends. They're called spirits. Mm -hmm. But when I went out to the orphanage, I had this spirit guide come to me and all he kept whispering in my ears, this, this is not your fault. This is not, this is not you. This is not who you are. And he has stayed with me in my entire life. His name is Geronimo. He made me bulletproof. He made me that badass. He made me that person, even though I'm a female, that warrior to be able to stand through my, stand through all my traumas, my pains, my issues, and to be able to step out. And I love the fact that you found your warrior. Mm-hmm. So I see as a, as a tomboy, I was more masculine than I was feminine. I never wore pink. I never wore lace. I never wore ribbons or bows. None of that. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing I had to do was become um, not so independent on myself because that's who I was as a, a young child. And to learn to love, truly love. And it's, and so I'm really connecting with you because I was that masculine kid as a tomboy. And so I wasn't emotional. I wasn't, I didn't complain about anything. I sucked it up. I did what I had to do to get beyond it. And, and this is everything you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, w I was complete opposite. I was a complete opposite. I'm, I, my, I'm at my best. There's, there's different situations, but honestly, my, my true who I am is I am, I'm a, I'm a very much an emotional man. I'm very, I'm an empath. And mm -hmm. I feel a lot of energy, uh, not only from myself, but from others. But I operate a lot in the feminine. I'm caring. I'm compassionate. I have a huge heart. And I'll do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. And, but on the flip side is I know that switch. <laughs> I know the switch is there. Mm -hmm. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all to get to, into that masculine, that fight that warrior, the outer warrior, my dark, my dark warrior is, is really what, it, what I call it is the dark warrior. Well, is it truly a dark warrior or is it now your warrior because you've dealt with the dark? Sure. I mean, that's, I guess it's more of a, more of a phrase mm -hmm. than anything is darkness isn't bad. It's when not, I, it, dark, I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's actually harmonizing your divine feminine and your divine masculine. And that's sure. where the mastery is at. Mm -hmm. because we all have masculine and feminine in us, whether mm -hmm. you're female or male. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so a lot of people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to express one or the other, 
But when you harmonize both, that's when your best you shows up. For sure. 100%. That's your true authentic self. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's what the search has been, is to answer the question, who am I and why am I here? It is. But I want to ask you, I saw that Onset Fitness and... On is ascent. that your bit? Yes. Is that, uh, is that your on, on ascent? On ascent. That okay. is, yep. That is my business. And we focus on four main pillars and that is faith, family, fitness, and finance. People enter into my world through the fitness realm, through the health, through the health spectrum. On ascent is a reminder every single day for me that I'm on this climb, this life journey. And every single day, is to take one more step up the up life, life's mountain. <laughs> so that's that's where it came from. That's the that's the reminder every single day. And in, in people that come in, uh, we have certain jobs to do. We have jobs to do, and we, we stay on the ascent. And what is your vision for this this your agency to do for people? What's that? What's the goal? What's the hope? The dream? <laughs> the hope and the dream from just a really big, huge perspective is to have somebody come into, into my world and to completely transform their health, really to live a, a, a disease-free life mm -hmm. where they're not limited. And with, with that, to also branch those results into their faith, spirituality is not whatever it is for them mm -hmm. into their, into their family, their relationships with, with others, with their, with their wives, with their, with their husbands, with their kids. And same thing with their finances, with growing their business, because it's all connected. Mm -hmm. It is all connected. But if you don't have your health, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And your mindset, because your mindset is the what controls your ambition to step out and take action. Sure. It's all, like I said, it's all, it's all connected. Yeah. I love you know, that. So I would honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it's one person at a time mm -hmm. to change, to transform a life, to have them understand and see it for themselves and, and take them along this journey with me. It's really the journey to become elite. Okay, now that we're talking about journeys, talk to me about the achiever's journey. Cool. Yeah, the, the achiever's <laughs> journey is the achiever's journey is something that I came up with because I'm an achiever. I'm a high achiever, right? I was grew up an athlete, just like you did. And mm -hmm. one of the hardest days of my life is is when somebody took the uniform away. Mm. And there was no more. <laughs> but that fire still was inside of me, right? That, that, that desire to compete. Mm -hmm. So the achiever's journey is, is really about reaching optimal health and fitness mm. and becoming the 1%. So what that really means, what the 1% means in this journey to become elite is that the statistics out there show that if you had started a nutrition or a fitness program and you experienced a result, you mm -hmm. lost weight, you, you lost inches, you gained muscle, whatever the result was, less than 1% of people can maintain that result for five years or more. 
So all I'm sharing is my own journey. Mm -hmm. this, this is what I have figured out. The code that I have cracked is how <laughs> to become the 1% because I have not gone back to my old ways. I have not, none of, none of it. It continues to get better. I continue to get stronger. I'm in the best shape of my life. Turn 41 next week. It's crazy. It's absolutely ah, crazy. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I'm, I have to tell you, I'm in my seventh year of maintaining my weight. There you go. You're in the 1%. So, and it's been a struggle. I mean, mm -hmm. I had cancer when I was 22. And oh, wow. so, um, and then a full hysterectomy in my forties. And so it was like, I had no hormones. Oh, absolutely. No hormones flatlined everything and anything. And so it was like, I said to my doctor, I said, listen, I'm not sure this is, this is what I'm supposed to, how I'm supposed to be living and how I'm supposed to be doing. And I got up to 242 pounds and oh, wow. it was all insulin resistance mm -hmm. and hormonal. Sure. Mm -hmm. And most, most women don't understand that th this is what happens with women as they get older. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I need help. And they pointed me in the right direction. And, and, and since, since, since 2016, I have been at my optimal weight and health. And when I moved, when I moved to Tennessee, I, I took a position at a jail and I was working there as a quality assurance manager and I worked there six years and it was an hour's drive but a time change mm. plus going up over some big mountains and that where they dumped all the snow all the time between us. Yeah. And uh, we were talking like uh, you could get a foot, a foot of snow and they were, and the ice was the worst part about it. Right. So finally I just said, I, I got to quit that. Mm -hmm. So I need a job where I'm not getting up at three o'clock in the morning to be there by, you know, seven 30 in the morning and doing 16, 18 hours because of my position. Right. And so I just said enough's enough. And, I had had, I thought I was having a heart attack and I ended up with two pulmonary embolisms, one in each lung. And most people don't survive one and here I'm surviving two. Wow. So you keep saying to yourself, so this was like near death experience three for me in my life. So I'm like, okay, so uh, come on creator. I don't have mm. nine lives. Let's talk about this. You know, let's get, yeah. let's get, let's get real with this it's mm -hmm. my motto is real raw and rare let's just let's just pull back the band-aid let's just sure thing. put it out there let's just talk about this and he keeps telling me i'm not done with you yet so five years ago i started um my spiritual practice publicly with start memberships healings energy work Love it. but i would be sitting here and from the waist down i'd be in my uniform pants boots the whole nine yards from the shirt up, I'd have a t-shirt under my shirt. The minute the camera went off, I'm pulling off my shirt, putting on my bulletproof vest, putting on my uniform top, putting on my belt, gun and everything, and running out the door to do my thing. Wow. So I was just like this it, this duality. And mm -hmm. I see, I could see where in your life you had a duality. For sure. And so how did you go from your duality to harmonizing yourself? I took responsibility. I love that answer. I it That's is it. about accountability, self-accountability. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that answer. Too many people don't do that. They want to point the fingers. They want to blame others. They want to make it all about everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And, I, and I'm honored that you said that. How do you help people with negative behaviors and, how to, and to help them change them? Sure. I don't look at them as a negative. 
I look at them as feedback. So the question really comes to, is it working? What I, what I practice and, and what my people and, and clients experience with me is we focus, first off, we focus on what's working, what's good. There's always something good that can come out of whatever the, the negative is from what they're telling themselves. So it's, it's really a defying the story and challenging the story that they're telling themselves. You're telling yourself that this isn't working, that you can't do X, Y, and Z, that all these things are so bad in your life. Well, let's take a, let's take a different look at it. Let's take a look, di- little different perspective. You're here for a reason. You're here in this particular time at this particular moment for a very specific reason. You had to go through all this. You had to experience all of it. So overcoming negative is really flipping it and, and flipping the switch to let's see what we can pull out of there positive. What's the experience that you had? What's the outcome that you had with it? And is it working? If the answer is no, okay, what do you want? If you want something different, then we start to look at other ways and other alternatives to say, okay, how do we make this shift? So that's that's really how we how I approach negative behavior and, and negative mindset around challenges is to really just hit them head on, hit them absolutely head on. It, it, and I agree with that philosophy because I'm the same way. It's why deny it or why try to say, okay, I don't see you right there, obstacle. I'm going to walk away right? walk, mm-hmm. walk over here and walk away. So I agree with that. But as far as you, you said that you were very empathic. Mm-hmm. I'm a walking lie detector. And it's your discernment. My, I like the same, <laughs> same with me. It's like, that's one thing that is very strong is I can tell bullshit real quick. And, and that's, that's, that's been my life mm-hmm. since I was eight. I can see it coming. I can smell it a mile away. Yeah. And so the fact is, is <clears throat> as an empath, how do you, okay. I know how I do it, but I'm curious, how do you distance yourself from all of everybody else's emotions and stay in the present? Cause that's a big challenge for an empath. It is very difficult. It is, it is very difficult. And it's really comes to awareness. It comes to awareness for myself. It's like, I can feel it coming on. I can really, I can feel it happening. Like I, I start to get this, this physical feeling. I start to perspire. I start to sweat. I start to get clammy and start mm-hmm. to notice these things. Like, why am I feeling this way? And I just question it. It's like, am I feeling their energy? Am I feeling their pain? And if so, why? And is it true? And if it's not true, then I just dismiss it and say, let it flow right through me. And just this, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't my pain. This is something that I can step away from and step out of the situation. And really it's almost, it's almost feels like an out of body experience where I step back and I, and I'm just observing, I'm just observing myself and I'm observing the energy that's coming from the other person. And, you know, so that's one way in other ways is, you know, it's, I have my own practices. I meditate a lot, um, ask a lot of questions in myself. Exercise is a big thing for me. It's, it's one of those ways where I can really start to, I can reset myself. Um, so those are a couple, couple action items that I do anyway, mm-hmm. uh, to try not to take on so much because you're right. It becomes heavy. I journal a lot. I've got mentors that I talk to, um, 
I run a podcast, so I just sometimes I just turn the microphone on and I just let it fly. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I, yeah. I've done some teaching. I do I do a, a, what they call soul awareness. Mm. And I just pick a topic of soul awareness and let's say, let's discuss it. And then what actions can we take to accomplish this? And so, and then I post those videos, but I love the fact that when you're in health and wellness, but you're driven energetic, energetic, energetically and in powerful to help people get back to their best selves. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're of service. hundred percent. I'm all, all about it. Like it's all about a result for somebody. Like they come into me, they come to me because they're telling me that they want to have more energy or lose weight, but that's not the problem. <laughs> it's not the problem. It's not. It, well, it's it totally, could be part of it. It's totally part of it. But a lot of it's the elbow. It's totally part of it. <laughs> it's totally part of it. And when they, they enter and they're like, wait a second this is a little bit different than anything that I've really experienced because the first, the first topic that we talk about is mindset and belief. The mm. first thing we talk about is commitment, mastering your mind, mastering those types of things, mastering your actions, taking a look at all the stuff. We don't even talk about food for, for, for weeks because it's not about the food. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, not at all. I have to, I have to tell you, it's interesting because when I gave up, well, COVID has different effects on different people. Mm -hmm. And for me, it made me diabetic. Mm. And I had to give up pastas, potatoes, rice, um, fruits, because of all the natural sugar. I have to be very cautious with what fruits I eat and how much I eat and how often I eat. Sure. And when I went to the doctor's office, my blood level was 341. And you as a health professional, as far as in wellness, that's extremely high. My doctor says that's stroke stuff, Chris. I was going to say that's, that's lifeline number five. <laughs> so that's stroke stuff. And I said, I don't feel it. So mm. my A1C was 13.9. Mm. And I told her, I said, I eat a healthy diet. I eat healthy food. I mean, I'm eating brown rice, but brown rice is bad for you because it kicks up all the carbs. So she says, you got it. We got to do something. So in August 24th to December 5th, I went from 13.9 to 7.1. Oh, how'd you do it? I cut out all the carbs. I, well, I, I, I watch my carbs and I watch my sugars. Okay. And so if I'm, I'm that, uh, nutritional, uh, person in the store looking at the can, reading the contents of how many carbs and how many sugars on it. Tomato soup. I love tomato soup. Mm -hmm. It has 47 carbs. Mm -hmm. It has I'm 37 sure. sugars. I had to give up my favorite soup. My mm -hmm. favorite, my favorite meal is tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. So okay. the fact is, is when you're prepared and you're ready, when your life comes up and you take the action, you accomplish your goals. So here's something that I hear you saying is that, yeah, you, you, you were faced with this decision, but you wanted it bad enough. I did. I, I want to be healthy. I, if I'm not here for me, if I'm not all in for me, the, in my life, in my practice, it's all about the relationship I have with me first. Mm-hmm. 
because that relationship with me first is how I treat other people, teach other people how to one treat me and show them how I'm going to treat them. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't take care of me, am I being real raw and rare? Am I just, you know, doing the mouth bit? Am I just, you know, telling you what you want to hear and telling you what you think is the right thing? Or am I putting in practice in my life what I recommend you put in practice in your life? Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing. That's a that's a really big thing. And that's not that's not what you find with most people. It's not. In fact, when I came up to Tennessee, I decided to get back into law enforcement and I had to go to, through the police academy. I was 60 years old at the time. And it was 12 weeks. It was grueling. I wasn't, I was the oldest person there, mm -hmm. but I wasn't the at the back of the pack. I was out running 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds. We had some amazing individuals there that were just, I mean, just like superstar athletes, you know, and, mm -hmm. and marathon runners. And they were amazing. But my whole point was not to be at the back of the pack. There you go. I was like five pe people ahead of all of them. I was happy with my accomplishments and my instructor said, you know what? You never gave up on me. And I said, why? I That, that would mean I'd have to give up on myself. Mm -hmm. that's and that's where, those, that's where those core values come from. So when you were coming on, I, I was like, he has no idea who I am and what I've done. And it is all about fitness. It is all about health. It is mm -hmm. all about your wellness, body, mind, and soul. Totally. 100%. How do you maximize it? That's, that's the ticket is that's what we teach is how do we maximize and take advantage of it every single day? Because we, the reality is, is that we have a very short amount of time mm -hmm. here on earth. Mm -hmm. You never know when your time in the, the door is going to, you know, is, or you keep getting pump pump back here. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you just don't, you just don't know. And we're in this, we're in this world where, it's almost looked at as selfish when you take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And it's just mind boggling to me as, as, as why that's, why is it like that? Because at the end of the day, is that if you don't take care of yourself first, if you don't love yourself first, how do you expect to be able to love anybody else? How do you expect to be able to receive it? How do you expect to bring your best every single day to the people that you that you love the most and the people that you interact with? And it starts with your body. It starts with your health. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that happened to me is as I was going through this whole transformation is like I've never felt I've never felt this way before. I've never felt this great, this clear, like this, like on fire. I mean, there was times where I'm just sitting there in my car and I'm like bouncing off the walls. I'm like, am I supposed to feel this way? Is this really true? Is this really true? I was the guy who was like, I used to make fun of people who didn't drink because I would be like, well, this is the best you're ever going to feel your entire life. And I felt how high you are. Exactly. Exactly. So I would equate good feeling to being sedated <laughs> until I experience what good really feels like. So it's, it has, it's a big shift to chasing a feeling more than anything now. So when you, um, as you're going through all of this change and all of this stuff, have you, have you, um, repaired all the relationships in your life or is, is that still a work in project process? Um, I would say it's a work in progress. I've made peace with my past. Good. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Very much so. Very much so. I don't blame anybody. I don't blame my parents. I don't, I don't blame anybody who has quote unquote done me wrong because they haven't, they've given me a gift. Mm -hmm. And if I, again, if I didn't go through and experience what I experienced, I wouldn't be who I was today. And, you know, so the relationships, even with my own family, it's a work in progress. It's, it's, it's a big, it's a big challenge because sometimes, I mean, even, even today, I mean, it's my wife and I are faced at this point in time where the gap has continued to widen because I continue on a path. She continues on her path and it's not the same. And sometimes our, our values and our beliefs are different and that's just the way life is sometimes it's okay it's not like i don't love her any differently um but it's a challenge it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a challenge so yes and no Mm, i that's that's an amazing answer that is absolutely so authentic i love it if someone wanted to get a hold of you do you do this virtually at all i do it's all virtual okay so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to get into this awareness, whether you're male or female, mm-hmm. how would they how would they get a hold of you? Your sure. I mean, e- email is the best. Info i n f o at onascent.com. Uh, you can just email me, or you can find me on Facebook. It's just my name at Tony Laprino. You can shoot me a message. Um, I have particular programs specific for men and specific for women. Um, so it, it's an it's an open door and I don't let anybody I don't let everybody in. I don't let everybody in at all. Right. So it's it's a very particular person that I'm looking for. It's, it's really somebody who refuses at the point in time. They absolutely refuse to compromise with the circumstances that they're in right now. Yes, I like that. I like that because I do that every day. Mm hmm. When you know that your time is short and you know that there's somebody up there on a light switch and says, okay, it's now. And you've met them and they keep saying, I'm not done with you yet. It's like, okay, just let me know when you're ready. Okay. Cause I'm willing to go because mm-hmm. it's so much more peaceful over there. Sure. No chaos, no drama, no nothing. So just let me know. I'll be happy. I'll just be right there. Sure. Absolutely. And, and what I teach is, is not what is on the mainstream. What those on the mainstream is if you're a fad diet looking for a quick fix, you're looking for a magic pill, go find it somewhere else. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I create real sustainable change for life. This is a life-changing experience. There is no doubt about it. I guarantee it. If you are willing, able, and committed, your life will never be the same. I love that, Tony. I love that. Absolutely. I thank you and honor you for being here today. Hold on just a second, okay? Sure. That's not, that's not what I wanted to do. Hang on. I'm going to take you out for one second. Ah, it takes a special kind of individual to dream their, their thoughts and ideas and turn it into their reality. Tony has done just that. He stepped past his fears. He stayed the course and he had the courage to do the follow through th- to the end. Tony Laprino, you've championed yourself. Now we know who you've become. Thank you for sharing your life, your ideas, your thoughts, and your dreams with us today.